Thank you again for being with us uh, in this new podcast. Right now, we have Brian Manning from Black Rhino Studios. Uh, he's a new friend from Kansas City, the United States, and uh, he's going to talk to us about uh, some subjects related to Unreal Engine and different topics that he thinks is very important for you guys to understand and to know. So, uh, Brian, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us uh, who you are and where you are right now? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, thank you. Really appreciate you guys having me on. I'm excited. Obviously, talking about Unreal is uh, is very near and dear to my heart. So, um, Brian Manning, um, I'm actually the founder and owner of Bad Rhino Studios. We do game development. We do product development. We do all kinds of things centered around Unreal Engine 4. So we live, breathe, and sleep Unreal Engine day in and day out. Um, in addition to that, I am actually a authorized Epic uh, partner instructor for um, Epic Games, so teaching Unreal Engine. And a part of what I try to do as well is, uh, you know, some people know me from YouTube on teaching and training Unreal Engine 4. So if you see the common theme, I love Unreal Engine 4 and everything that it does. We've actually worked on um, a number of big titles um, that it can met. There's some that, you know, we've posted on our website and stuff. We've done uh, some VR uh, work. We've actually uh, released a game to Steam as well. We've got one that's actually, we're excited about this one, which unfortunately I can't share the title of right now, but it was a uh, actual full development for the Nintendo Switch. So that was a fun project that we uh, we're hoping actually will be released here in the springtime. Um, we're working on, I hate how candid I have to be at this, but we're working on an actually very, very, uh, two very big projects right now that are publicly available. I can't share the names yet, um, but uh, we're doing a lot of fun with that because we're we're helping to produce content, animations, effects, things to help those games continue to succeed. So, um, and then on top of that, um, we're, uh, because we're an indie studio, we got a super, super, super big passion for other indie studios. So uh, we've mm. done uh, what I call kind of the little one-off side projects, things where other indies just needed help getting across the finish line. So our, our team has stepped in to help them, whether it's with tech, with content optimizations. Um, so we've, we've done a lot of that. That's great. And talking about more in like more and more about the games, what is about the games and the development of them, right? How long does it take to create a video game and what programming languages do these students need to learn for designing a game and to develop yeah. a game? Oh man, if how many times I've heard that question too, how long does it take to make <laughs> a video game? Um, it really depends. I mean, obviously the more features you have, the more you know sets, the environments you have, the more technology, obviously the longer it takes. Um, in terms of, you know, on average, a, a, a video game will take about two to three years to development. Um, that that also sometimes includes a little bit of like pre-viz, um, but sometimes that can take in another year as well. So like a lot of like the big AAA games that, you know, most people are aware of, sometimes those will take five to seven years to make because of how, you know, how much needs to be done with it. So on average for the scope of the games that that we make which is you know kind of the indie budget the the, the smaller ones usually take about two to three years to uh, complete um and then to answer your second question in terms of like you know the the programming languages that um mm -hmm. uh you know the students will need i will preface out of the gate i am not a programmer in fact i joke with my engineers and my programmers all the time that i probably don't need to touch code because my <laughs> my primary profession what i come from is i hail from the art world so i've i've done um, art direction i've done mm -hmm. characters i've done environments lighting all that kind of stuff so uh, but i do know enough to be dangerous 
Um, so in terms of like, you know, what students should know on programming languages, I mean, anything that's like the major stuff, C, C sharp, C++, Unreal Engine does use C++. So, mm -hmm. you know, if they're specifically looking for Unreal Engine, definitely look at C++. That's a huge thing. Um, <laughs> and that and that programming language has been around for years. Um, that's true. Um, one of the other cool things that I, I think a lot of people know, because it's it's been around for a while, but um, Unreal Engine actually has visual scripting, which is great for artists tonight because we can just drag mm -hmm. and drop things um, under its under the hood, though. It's still C++, but it's another way that, you know, if somebody's not really like a super programmer or they're not like, you know, an amazing artist they're kind of that in between. Um, they can absolutely use, you know, the visual the visual kind of programming, which is called blueprints as well. Yeah, that's true. Cool. And what is the difference? And I know that there's a difference, but what is the difference between the game design and the game development? Is there a difference or are they the same? Yeah, I mean, they're they're kind of they're they're intertwined together. So they're kind of like a, a harmonious marriage um, in terms of like game development. That's mm -hmm. the process as a whole. So game development is going to include things like art, environment creation, lighting. It's going to in, you know include the the set dressing, the the level design, you know, put all components together, animations, character design, um, you know, building systems, UI interface. So um, game development typically encapsulates and encompasses everything that's involved with making the game from, you know, the early idea to, hey, we're shipping for gold. Um, in terms of, I think you said the, the other one was was game, game design. design. So with with game design, that that more falls into the category of thinking through the game, how it's going to be designed. What is the player interaction going to be? You know, if you're developing combat systems, okay, well, what's the player going to do? Are they going to dodge? Are they going to roll? Are they going to jump? Are they going to be able to, you know, have weapons? Are they going to, you know, have magic abilities? Um, that's really more what we consider game design is really thinking about what is the game and how do we make it work and how do we make the players enjoy it? Great, great. Okay. Um, you mentioned you mentioned indie budgets, so mm -hmm. of course that's a different category of uh, any business in the entertainment business in the in the world. Uh, what are we talking about here when you say indie budgets? Yeah, so game development is is interesting because it's always very expensive. I mean, no matter what, there's so much involved with it. I mean, you know, a lot of I think I think some people go into you know when they when they try to put put in their brain how much does it cost for game development they think something like oh well i'm going to create a, a mobile app okay well cool mobile apps can take like three people you know good luck making a game with three people that's that's challenging um <laughs> so so in terms of like budgets um a lot of time what's kind of thrown in the industry is you'll hear like indie you'll hear a double a triple a triple a is the big one and really it just means the more letters you have the more money you spend it's kind of the the running joke, um, but in in terms of like you know the it's it's good to see kind of the extremes on AAA budgets. You're talking like millions of dollars, if not hundreds of millions of dollars, to create a game, and that's you know there's a lot of components involved with it. Um, as you start to scale back, typically you're getting smaller titles. Now indie budgets can range. I mean, you're talking about working on projects from half a million dollars to about two, three, upwards of five million. Typically, you don't go up into the double because that starts to get in that that weird in between range, which we call double A, um, but that's typically what we mean. Um, a lot of times, too, indie budgets is synonymous with I have twenty dollars and a dream, um, and that's about it. So, um, yeah, indie indie budget, um, at least in my opinion, 
kind of boils down to you're tight on resources. You don't really have a lot, but you've got a great idea and you're trying to get it out the door. Okay. And in your business, uh, Ryan, and, and the, you know, the, the planning of the future of the business, do you have something like a, a, a defined segment? Uh, do you want to stay in indie? Do you want to develop the indie budget? Do you want to go through that, that process all the time? Or are you planning to do an, an upgrade and, and mount in different stages? Oh, yeah. I mean, this is wow. That's I mean, that is a deep, deep subject because, I mean, you know, the the pathway for indies is never really the same, but there's a lot of things that we share in common. Um, you know, when I started when I started the studio um, back in I think it was 2015 is when we started, uh, we were literally the only major studio in Kansas City to set up at that time. So you think about, you know, all the hurdles and struggles you face with, you know, not only starting a company, but pushing it forward, making sure, you know, you can feed your people, you guys can continue to work, you can do awesome things. Um, you know, so there, there's a lot of challenges in, in doing that and building budgets. Um, I, I think the big thing, in fact, you, I, you, you kind of mentioned a small piece of this, especially when it comes to game development or creating the studio, it's very important up front that you do know what you want to do. Um, you know, there's many different facets in the games industry, right? You could be just a services company. You can just make plugins and integrations. You can do full cycle development, which is you do everything from start to finish. So um, that, that's obviously like a, a business conversation, you know, where you want to go with that. Um, but, you know, we, we kind of knew what we wanted to set out to do. Um, the other thing, too, which, again, you kind of briefly mentioned is this idea that in business is called pivoting. And, and really what that means is you're, you, you come to a decision point and you have to make a determination. What do we want to do? If we continue down this path, will we fail? Will we be successful? Or do we need to shift to and adjust? And that's things that we've done as a studio for you know, many, many reasons that have helped us to get where we are now, um, which uh, again, that's, that's a whole deep conversation. But um, yeah, there's, there's definitely a lot involved with being indie because you're kind of, you're sailing your own ship. You're out on the open waters by yourself. Good luck. Yeah, I imagine. I imagine. And just just keep it simple at the beginning. Mm -hmm. How many years have you been with this company, Brian? So, so Bad Rhino has actually been around. Uh, we're actually in our sixth year now as a studio, which is a which is huge. Three three years if you make it is is amazing. So we've 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 made it six. So <laughs> <laughs> great. One of the things that I think is very very important, and this is this is very near and dear to me. And something I'm passionate about. Um, just because those opportunities are there doesn't necessarily mean that you know you can just go grab it and you're good to go. Um, you know, the games industry, especially, you know, there's a lot of people wanting to do this. I mean, we do amazing things. We create games. That's awesome. Okay, cool. You know, the whole I play games at work all day. Um, you know, there's a lot of cool things with it. It's a very creative medium. You get to do a lot of things. It's fast. It's rapid. Um, it's challenging, but. The the big thing that I, I overly want to stress is that, you know, you can build a good portfolio, you can have the skills, but you still have to show up, you still have to push yourself in this industry, you still have to do a great job. And so I think with that, it's like, uh, it, it's a, it's a beautiful kind of dichotomy here with, you know, you've got amazing opportunities, but you also need to to work with that. So that kind of goes into the second point you said too, which is the whole unreal certification thing. Um, I've, I've been around for a while with, uh, with, with game engines and i've i've used many of them i've developed with many of them um i will say that especially now what unreal engine does um is completely radical not like necessarily oh, it is it is a huge way actually um you know because 
previously when I was doing game engines, when I was like going through college and stuff, a game engine was just that it just did games. You couldn't do anything else with it. Um, Whereas if you look at today, you know, Unreal Engine to say it's a game engine actually does it a huge disservice. There's so much with it. It's a tool set. I mean, you can do virtual production, you can do AR, you can do VR, you can do mobile, you can do games, you can do product viz, you can do, you know, actual real time sets. Like it's not just a game engine. So you know, for students to understand, you know, going through a certification process for a program like Unreal Engine, you're not niching yourself into, oh, I'm getting certified just to produce games. No, you're actually getting, you know, certified on a platform yeah. where, you know, going back to my, my comment about pivoting, let's say, you know, man, I'm passionate about games. I want to do this. I get in, I learn Unreal Engine and I go do it. And I'm like, man, I don't know this. I don't think this is for me. That's no problem. I mean, with Unreal Engine, you can just easily shift to, hey, I want to go work for, you know, Tesla or Ferrari and do product visualization with Unreal. Well, surprise, surprise, it's the same engine using the same tools. So um, I, I think that, you know, especially in light of that on a uh, on a on a global scale, um, using this kind of technology like what Unreal does, you have so many incredible opportunities with what you can do. But again, it does boil down to you have to have the skills, you have to show up, you have to push yourself. Um, but once you have that, I mean, there's there's a lot of things out there. So they're going to have a lot of tools and gonna have a lot of opportunities. That's very interesting because it's yes. not just going to be video games. Um, Ryan, do you see the future of video games changing in some way? There is a trend, there is something that is going on that uh, everybody must be aware of. Oh, man. Yes. Yes and yes. I mean, there's there's always trends. I mean, um, I'm, I'm trying to think of some good good examples. Um, actually, I was reading an article the other day. I think uh, Gamespot or Polygon did did a um, a spot on this one. But the idea with like Cyberpunk, um, not not going to address the whether it's been successful and all that stuff. Um, but what this article highlighted was talking about, you know, Cyberpunk has kind of set a new standard for what the expectation is for animations in video games. Mm-hmm. So this idea that like you expect to have this really natural human interaction movement stuff again, minus the bugs. Um, and I thought that was really interesting because you're highlighting a, a aspect of game development that, you know, you do day in and day out. But now there's kind of this new expectation. Hey, these animations have to look amazing, yes. which all the implications of, well, what does that do for us is like on the indie side? Hey, I don't have that massive budget. Oh, well, I need to make amazing animations, which I'll side tangent here, kind of pulling this back to Unreal Engine. Unreal Engine has like a face motion capture plugin built into it. You can do virtual production. You can do basically motion capture at home um, with an iPhone. So you think about that and the translations to, well, now the expectation is animations. Well, now I'm going to create amazing animations on my indie or AKA no budget. And yet I'm still going to make something absolutely beautiful. That's, that's interesting. It's more opportunities. It's more yeah. ways to do things. Yep. Stephanie, do you want to jump in with something? Yes, yes. I want to ask, um, would Bad Brina Studios have the doors open to the, these new junior students that are coming up from the certification of Unreal Engine that we are promoting in Latin America? Would you have the doors open? At least <laughs> I have to, I have, to be, I have to be careful to. <laughs> with it. Yes. So so the, the, the short answer is yes, but I have to I have to make sure I preface yes, it too yes. that you know part of part of us running the studio is we absolutely love the fact that like we're growing, we're starting to have more opportunities, but we are still 
indie, which means like I, I always joke about this. If people ever want to get in contact with my secretary or the janitor or head of IT, it's literally the same person. It's me. So it's like so. So in that regard, yes, we're absolutely looking for it. Um, but I, I think that if if I can deepen that question a little bit, really what we look for in our end, too, is, you know, Growing is important. That's that's a huge part of what we're doing. But we're also looking for people that, you know, when they show up on day one, they can help us to produce things. Right. So it's like, again, we don't expect that, you know, if somebody's new to game development, like, oh, hey, do you understand the whole certification process for PS5? Well, no, I don't. That, that's fine. That's fine. You know, but being able to show up and it's like, hey, here's Unreal Engine. What can you do? And they're like, yeah, check this out. I can do this. Like, perfect. Okay. That's super huge for us as an indie because again, we're we're doing a lot of things, but you know we're still we're still a small team. So <laughs> <laughs> it's a good mirror, so that everybody can look look at that success. Yeah. Yep. Well, I think we have come to a point where um, it would be very nice, uh, Ryan, if you could just uh, give us some advice uh, for the people that is uh, watching this podcast. Uh, how do you how do you feel about the the world and the community that is growing around uh, with Unreal Engine and everything related to uh, digital animation on, on real time. Oh, and also how competitive is the market of this type of industry? Whew. And you guys, you guys <laughs> like, give me questions. Be, be, be yeah. super <laughs> honest with this. <laughs> yeah, so so I'll answer that question. I'll answer your question first because that's probably <laughs> the easier one. Um, I, I would say in terms of how competitive is the industry, it's very competitive. And I hate to say that because it feels like it's more like a defeating like, oh, man, well, I'm never going to have a chance. Like I say super competitive because, again, I mean, you think about it. I mean, how many people get to go to work every day and make video games? Right. Like that that in of itself. I mean, I literally I could just be my banner in like a career booth it just says we make video games. Cool. Everybody would want to go sign up. Um, and that actually probably kind of underpins the whole why is competitive, because there's a lot of people out there that that want to get into this. So it's competitive, but you also have great chances of getting in. Um, I think the biggest thing with it is, um, and I'm going to stereotype on this one because this has, this is not for anybody in particular, but you know, if you show up to a company and you present your resume and you have like, you're an artist or whatever, you have zero portfolio, you have nothing to show. Like, like you're going to have a really hard time convincing somebody that they should hire you. They should bring you on. Um, so, you know, but vice versa, if you're, you know, somebody shows up and says, you know, hey, um, I've, I've, you know, I graduated high school. I don't know what it is in, in um, where you guys are, but it's like, you know, like I really haven't ever gotten a formal education, but I've got this certification. I kind of took these online courses and this is what I can produce. Like that's literally enough to get you in the door and say like, oh, yeah, you know what you're doing. Yeah. Okay, cool. We'll, we'll hire you. I mean, I think that's one thing that. I do love about the games industry, about the entertainment industry is that this whole idea of you have to have a very specific education track or you have to have certain things really doesn't exist anymore. It's really about, can you show the skills you have? Can you produce? Can you do these things? So from that aspect, so going back to your question, Stephanie, that yes, while it is competitive, um, it's really not that hard to make yourself stand out. You just really have to put some effort into it. So. Hopefully that answers that one. Um, now, Victor, going back to your question about, you know, kind of what is the landscape of, you know, the industry with Unreal Engine, with moving with Ford? You mentioned virtual production. That is definitely the big hot buzz word right now uh, for good reason, too, because it's, it's actually pretty amazing. Um, 
so in terms of like uh, the the landscape and things there are a lot of opportunities um especially with unreal engine being a tool set and how many things you can do with it like so many industries now especially in like the past 12 24 months you look at automotive you look at product is uh for example it's all like you know the Fortnite live stream where they did a live concert in a video game i mean that's that's huge i mean you know visually it doesn't seem much different but you know the, the tech behind that everything is going to that's a huge thing um you know all, all these different segments that are now looking at to how can we utilize a tool like unreal engine to do better things that we're doing now it's, it's terrible english but the idea basically being is like how can we do what we're already doing but do it better and we're not a video games company so in terms of that, there's a lot of opportunities that are presenting itself across many, many different segments in the commercial world, um, not just video games all across the board. Uh, but with that, uh, this is something that kind of some advice that I would want to dump is I, I feel like a lot of times students go into like this. I've got these amazing ambitions. I want to do everything. I want to be awesome. And we can do these things. Cool. That's great. Keep the ambition. But you really need to like focus in on yeah. what you want to do. Um, so, you know, if you go in, you think like, hey, I really want to be an animator and an artist and a tech guy. It's like, no, no, just focus on one thing. Mm -hmm. um, you can always grow in this industry. And in fact, to give some good examples now, this doesn't apply for every company. Um, I think that as an indie, we have a little bit more freedom with this because we're small. Um, but like I've got some guys on my team that may have started out as like, you know, um, a, an artist doing props and then have expanded to kind of be oversight of the whole environment pipeline. So you've got a lot of growth in and latitude that you can grow into the industry. However, don't try to do that at the start. Really just kind of focus on one thing. Do that well. And then continue to grow over the years, which again is I'm I this is one of one of the reasons why I love game development is because you're constantly presented with opportunities to grow. Whether you're working on a job or you know, there's there's a new you know opportunity that comes your way, you constantly have the opportunities to grow. So just because you know you're in this phase now with students, like you know, hey, I'm I'm learning, I'm growing, like that doesn't stop once you get a certification, you graduate, like you continue to do that your entire life. Um, that also means that you can adjust and shift. So just because you go in as an animator or an artist doesn't mean that down the road you can't shift to something totally different. It's totally fine. Excellent. Ryan, it's been a real pleasure. This podcast has been very productive. There is a lot of subjects. There is a lot of new ideas, and I think people will love it. So um, thank you to, to our new friend, Ryan, in Kansas City. And I hope you guys enjoy this. Don't lose the sight that this is very important. So um, as Ryan just mentioned, focus. Try to get a hold of your knowledge and keep practicing. <laughs>